I had to be careful then. I had the Bluetooth on again, which means that it would have went through the Bluetooth speaker and you would have got even worse quality sound. Good morning, Friday. It is finally the end of the week. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've been experiencing lately, for the first time in... Jeez, I can't even remember. Like, at least 10 or 15 years. I'd say 10 years. Maybe, but I probably even 15. Maybe even forever. Is sleeping straight through the night. Historically, I'm a terrible sleeper. I sleep uh, very little. Um, you know, five, six hours a day. Um, sometimes seven. But it will be broken sleep. You know, I'll wake up three times a night, um, sometimes four, sometimes once, but at least um, one or two times a night on average. Uh, you know, and one or two times a night wake up in the middle of a five or a six hour sleep session is not that good sleep. It's not, bro it's a broken sleep. You know, I, I used to participate in something called polyphasic sleeping, if anybody's ever heard of that. Because I used to be a shift worker, I would have to sleep, uh, you know, three or four or five hours, wake up, and then go back to sleep again and have my second block. So the idea is that you can bank sleep. So if you typically need seven hours or eight hours a day, you might break it up as like five or two or three and a half and three and a half or, um, you know, if it's six hours, you might do three and three. But the idea is, is that you break up your sleep and ideally what you... what what I was trying to do was get uh, at least one full phase of sleep. And one full phase of sleep for me was typically about three hours, give or take a bit. Um, but what I've been finding now is I'm sleeping straight through. In our new house, we, had, we uh, have really good um, blinds that cover down over the windows now. The room is very dark. Um, it's very quiet where we live because it's... Um, um, it's probably more uh, rural side in all the far surrounds, which means that you know there's just not a lot of um, sounds at nighttime, um, which is kind of beneficial because then you can hear everything if you hear anything. But it is also nice because when it's quiet, it's actually quiet. And for the first time ever, I'm able to sleep really well. I used to we used to live uh, across from a railway line, and let me tell you. Trains at three o'clock in the morning, particularly the freight trains or those that carry like coal, all of those really, really long ones with like 60 carriages or something, those things are loud at three o'clock in the morning. And for some reason, they would pull up, you know, right out the front of our street and often just sit there for half an hour or more, just the engines churning over. Um, and they would just churn, just sit there and wait. I'm not sure if they were waiting for like a, an approval to, you know, proceed through the the main line, um, the main station. I, I have no idea, but it was very loud, um, and sleep was just poor. Plus, the blinds were very quite transparent, so um, you know you'd get a lot of light in the room. And back when I was doing shift work, um, and I'd sleep during the day, I was literally sleeping in daylight for years. It was, it was not good, so it took a long time for me to readjust. But lately, I've been sleeping really well, straight through um, multiple days in a row. I might wake up once, but it's like a very brief wake up, and I'm straight back into a deep sleep again. 
So that's the benefit. Um, one of the unfortunate things though is I know that I'm at the end of the year and I'm, I'm feeling like I need the time off and everything is because when I wake up in the morning I'm still pretty tired. Um, I think that's a diet thing too though. Um, you know, I tend to put on a few extra kgs where I, I shouldn't want to have it. Um, it could be that too. But overall, the sleep's good. So I'm waking up uh, Friday morning feeling happy that I've had a good sleep through. And for me, this is a big deal. This is a big, big deal for me. Um, just having straight through sleeps in a dark room. It's, it's pretty good. It's good news. Anyway, I'll be back in a short period. Friday morning commute. Heading into work. Uh, I think this is unusual. I've just hit a spot of traffic before I've even reached the motorway. And I don't recall ever seeing traffic here. I'm not sure what this is about. Up, oh, it's clearing up. Might have just been some traffic lights. So yesterday my son had his Christmas concert at school and it was great. Um, it was really cute. They did really well. Um, you know, they often, they did the, the singing, they, you know, practiced their songs and there was like a story and um, all the different classes played part of a larger story and they all got up and kind of um, sung their part while there was some narration going on um, in the background with some main characters playing out um, playing out a role in the middle of um, the, the stage area. So it was really nice. There was a lot, like a really big turnout. You know, all the parents are really proud. You know, we all bring our chairs and kind of sit around on the um, outdoor area and we get to watch, um, you know, what these kids put effort into to setting up for the, you know, for the probably part, most part of the, the last term of school. So it, it brings back a whole ton of memories from when I was at primary school, you know. And this is some of the best times of your life where time is slow, a year feels like eternity. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you're just able to sit in the moment and be in the moment. And I remember so many times as a kid, like when I was doing something I really enjoyed, I'd often just sit there and I'd look around and I'd get this overwhelming wave of feeling of just being really blissfully happy and just knowing that life's good and I get to go home and have like a really cool weekend or a cool thing that's happening that day or something and you're just content. Like it, that, that was one of the best things about being a kid. Um, and don't get me wrong, being an adult's pretty cool too, but I don't know. Nothing beats just being young, being a kid. So... Oh, look, I'm not that old anyway. I'm only like 31, so I think relative to someone really, 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 really old, I'm probably still considered a, you know, a baby, so I should be grateful for that too. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it was just fun. It's just good to kind of, you get brings back nostalgia and you just kind of, you know, you just enjoy it. And then after it, we got to take the kids out for, um, for some takeout, uh, and we had... Uh, was it Burger King or Hungry Jacks? Hungry Jacks we had, which is probably the equivalent of a Burger King. It's, I think we used to have Burger King here, but we now call it Hungry Jacks. Um, I don't know if that's the equivalent anywhere else in the world, but that's what we call it. But the... Uh, and I... They, they are my favourite, um, like, takeout. So if I ever get, like, you know, compared to, like, McDonald's or, um, you know... Um, Hungry Jack slash Burger King or um, you know Kentucky Fried Chicken or they call it KFC now we don't ever hear the word fried in food 
Um, but the, you know, these type of takeouts probably like I like the the burgers there as far as take fast takeouts concerned. But yesterday, holy moly, that was the worst restaurant experience, if you call it a restaurant, I've ever experienced. It was terrible. Um, and I'm overly optimistic with most things. Like I've, you know, I'm pretty patient. I can bear a few of most things, but. Um, you know, the, the, the counters being unattended for like, you know, six, seven minutes. It took like 15 minutes for the food to actually come out in the paper bags. Um, toilets were blocked. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I'm not sure what was going on. But, um, you know, you can't, I guess, put one particular place that you eat at and compare it to the whole entire chain. But... This particular one was just not very good, um, but overall, I mean, if I ever, if I have to pick between, um, you know, McDonald's or or Hungry Jacks, it's Hungry Jacks for me every time. Um, not every time, 99% of the time. Um, I just like the grilled flavour of the, you know, the patties and the sauce that just drips down the hand. Um, it's just to me, it's just a better burger. Um, you know, just that with fries and coke pretty good takeout but as I said I'm putting on kilos where I don't want to be putting them on um, and oh, I need to slow down so <sighs> soon enough I'll be back onto it soon enough so yesterday I read an article about a discovery of a black hole that apparently is the furthest uh, distance in the universe observed so far. Now, I'm trying to go by memory here. Um, I was reading the article um, somewhat quickly over lunch, so if I quote some numbers wrong, maybe Google it and just reconfirm. But um, this black hole apparently is so far away um, in a quasar that the light from the quasar has been traveling for around 13 billion years in order to get to us now. Now, if my understanding is correct, the age of the universe is predicted to be about 13.8 billion years, which puts the life of the quasar at about 600 or so million years after the birth of the Big Bang. Now, in general terms, we would, look at, we would think about a million years as being an extraordinarily long time. 600 million years is almost unfathomable, like it's... It's um, extraordinarily long um, in the grand scheme of things in the universe. It's probably very short um, when you compare it on a macro level relative to the rest of time. Um, but 13.8 billion, I mean, to most normal people, you could almost count that as being infinite. Uh, um, but this, this black hole apparently is uh, so big... Um, I think it had about a hundred solar masses of density in it, maybe more, I can't remember, that was, I'm just going by memory there. Um, but it kind of got me thinking about, um, you know, the start of the universe, which means I really need to study astrophysics a lot more if I'm going to kind of understand or work out exactly how this whole process started at the start of the Big Bang. Um, I took a core unit when I was in... Uh, uh, high school 
to do with astrophysics. Um, when I was at university, we had no courses of, of that. Um, looking back now, I wish I did one. Um, but you never know. So one of the things that I found really, really fascinating though is, and, and I started to think about it, and I was like, hmm, I've always had this trouble thinking about the Big Bang being this, you know, picture it as being like this grapefruit-sized mass of uh, a scale so large, I wouldn't necessarily say it might be infinite, although it may be, but I'm, I'm not quite sure about the exact mass. Um, but if you picture everything contained within the universe, all compressed into this one single mass, maybe the size of a grapefruit. Now, um, at one point in time, it basically expanded. Like it, ex it exploded, it, 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 it blew up, whatever you want to call it, and basically threw all, um, all its contents throughout the universe, they say. This is how often we read it and we interpret it, right? And I'm just trying to talk about it from how we would read it and hear about it, and I'm going to give you my interpretation of what that possibly means now that I'm thinking about it more. Um, so you'd basically scatter all of this matter or all these particles, or all this energy, all this concoction, because it's not all matter yet. Obviously, the energy needs to convert into, um, um, into matter, but you'd basically scatter it everywhere. Now, I always thought, well, if it's compressed into a grapefruit, what surrounds it? Like, how does it scatter everywhere if there's supposed to be nothing else around it? Because nothing is still something. Like, if you've got something that's compressed into this ultra-dense center of mass, and then you basically scatter it everywhere, what's the, what is everywhere? That, to me, I always had my trouble getting my head around. Um, now, I'm going to come back in one second because the next concept is really, really interesting but really, really important. And I do welcome anyone who has a somewhat good knowledge of science. Um, you can speak on scientific terms, it's all good. Um, the more detailed and complex, the better, so I can understand it more. Um, but if you, if you know anything more about this or if you've got any ideas or, or you've learned something about it, call in and let me know as well and, and join in the conversation. But I had this trouble getting my head around the whole idea of scattering stuff through somewhere or nowhere, right? And then it got me thinking yesterday, and I started to kind of write down some numbers and things like that. Everywhere is the, is the combination of space and time. So it's the space-time. So it's not, they're not separate. In, in reality, they're combined, right? So you've got this combination of space-time, and what, we, what people think they know about gravity being, for example, um, you know, if, if you're in space and you shoot a laser beam towards Earth and say you're you know, a couple of hundred million kilometers away and you shoot a laser beam towards Earth, the laser beam will bend as it goes around Earth, somewhat. It won't go all the way around, but it will bend a little bit. And the reason why it bends a little bit is because it travels along the path of the fabric of space-time. So. If you picture having like a tissue or a handkerchief and you and you basically lay it out horizontally, so you've got four people holding a corner each, right? So you've got this tissue or handkerchief or tablecloth and you've got one person holding each corner. And then you get a basketball and you put the basketball in the middle of this handkerchief tissue or let's just call it a let's just call it a handkerchief, right? You put the basketball in the middle of the handkerchief. The handkerchief 
will bend around the basketball. That's essentially what happens with space-time. Space and time combined, it bends like that. So anything that travels within that fabric follows that path. So that's why a light will bend, right? Now, at the time of the Big Bang, I had problems getting my head around the whole idea of everything just gets scattered everywhere. But that bending, the, the extent of the bend around, for example, planet Earth is proportional to the mass of Earth. So if you've got an ultra, ultra dense um, um, point, the bend will be a lot larger. And then if you've got a really small um, piece of matter in the, in, in the fabric of space-time, the, the curvature of that space-time will be less. So a, <coughs> that's why the gravity towards the sun is a lot more. So basically this, this curvature of space-time, as they say, <coughs> excuse me, the curvature of space-time, that's what gravity is perceived as. So, as you get, as you as you go around and it bends, that's that's the effect of gravity. Now, um, I'm not going to go into the depths of the quantum side of gravity and all of that part because it gets a little bit more complicated. But basically, I'm thinking about this grapefruit-sized uh, mass of almost infinite density sitting in the middle of what we now know as the universe and middle means there is no, nothing relative so it's just say it's just sitting wherever it's located for simple terms the curvature of space-time around something like that would be so great so great that it almost be a point of um, an infinitesimally small point concentrated around that center of mass so yesterday I was thinking well, if the particles get scattered at that point the, the distance that they'll be traveling around the center of this, this mass would be smaller than the scale of space-time that it is now. But relative to itself, it'd be, it wouldn't know the difference because it'd just be continuously traveling around this curvature of space-time, probably coming back to itself as it's expanding at the same time. And then as it expands and cools, then the particles slow down, matter forms, you get things like stars, planets, and all that stuff. Um, so what I'm missing now, the parts that I'm missing and getting my head around is, is the curvature of space-time so interwound and so compressed and so tightly wrapped around that massive, at the start of the Big Bang before it kind of exploded, that that's what gave um, the space that surrounds it? And is it perceived as being infinitesimally kind of like just curved around and of itself, if that makes sense? If anybody knows the answer or knows anything a little bit more about that, call in and let me know. Oh, it's starting to warm up. I can feel the warmth in the car picking up now as I head into work for the day. I think so today is supposed to be uh, storming here in Sydney. Um, but it's also going to be a very high temperature as well, which means the humidity is going to be somewhat uncomfortable. So hopefully I'll be able to uh, cool down in the office with my aircon um, while I work away. I can't do humidity. That's the thing. If something's really, if it's really dry heat, um, I don't mind that. I like dry heat. That's okay. It's just the humidity. When I experience humidity, it just 
just uncomfortable. Um, I think most people like that anyway. Although some people probably do like it. The only time humidity is really, really good is when you're in like a sauna. Because um, that just feels good. Because after you, you know, you're in a sauna and you're kind of like sweating everything out and you're just diving into a pool, it's like everything just like feels good when you get into the water. Um, but yeah, humidity day to day, just that's the one thing that I can't, can't get comfortable with. Weekend ahead. Today is Friday, and we are hosting Friday dinner tonight, um, which is cool. But we were supposed to, well, hopefully, planning to have um, maybe an outdoor meal. But depends on what the storm's like. We may not. Um, if it's storming and raining, um, we will definitely not be outdoors. Um, yeah, definitely not going to be outdoors. But hopefully, the weather um, keeps really calm. So. This, I'm not really sure what else we've got planned for the weekend either. I'm sure there is something that I don't know about. Um, I'll end up doing some stuff around the house. Um, probably cut the grass a little bit more. I did some uh, cut the grass last week, um, but I like to keep on top of it. And the more I cut it, the greener it gets, particularly this time of year. It just gets dense and green. And those parts, because we've got new grass that's just been freshly laid. Um, well, when I say freshly laid a few months ago, uh, maybe two months ago it was laid. Um, it's now um, pretty well established, but there's some points that are kind of dry and um, that just didn't pick up because um, they just might not have been watered um, before the handover But uh, as much as we'd like them to be. But it just means that I've got to cut those areas a little bit more, and often when you cut it, it kind of just helps it grow. So I'll be cutting the grass, um, you know, tidying up a few things around the house, making sure everything's really... Staying new looking. Um, yeah, feeling pretty relaxed this morning, which is um, which is nice. Looking forward to Christmas as well. Um, I finished off my first carton of eggnog. When I say carton, it was like over a few days, maybe a week. Um, and I'm putting cinnamon and nutmeg inside it. Uh, as I said, I don't have the alcoholic version. I have no interest in trying that. Um, so I just have it uh, warmed up when we chill out and watch Netflix or something. Um, so I've enjoyed that as well. Uh, but I'm just really looking forward to Christmas time. We're really on the countdown. That was like three weeks away. Um, and then we've got New Year's as well. Uh, my wife and I were also talking recently about wanting to book, finally, a camping trip. Uh, that we can just take the kids away. Somewhere where the kids can kind of like have a swim would be cool too. Um, you know, like kind of like a, a, a parkland where they've got like some swimming, some play equipment and stuff like that. Um, because if you go in, in the heat, it's, it'd just be great for them to kind of swim and then just, um, you know, ride their bikes and, and have fun. Um, but then we've also got um, somewhere to set our tent up and camp. So that's the kind of thing that we maybe like to be doing. If we're lucky in the next few weeks... We'll see. We're trying to plan something out. We'll see how that goes. Stay tuned for some updates in that space. I'm getting the itch, man. Like, I just really... I haven't been camping for a while. I've got all my gear. And as I said, there's just something about getting outdoors and just, um, you know, rekindling with your roots. Like, um, you know, man comes from... Well, man comes from stardust, but man comes from the ground. Um, you know, we come from the land. Um, so to me, it's just 
I know. I just, I just really want to go back to to camping again. I'm just missing it. But anyway, I'm going to go check out some more stations on Anchor. I haven't listened to any this morning. I want to go check some out and catch up with how everybody's going. So wherever you are in the world, I hope you have a fantastic day, and I'll probably check in later on. Peace. Finally, Friday afternoon has arrived, and uh, it's been well worth the wait. It's been a busy day. I'm very glad the day is over, and I'm looking forward to the weekend ahead. It got quite overcast today and started raining, so much so that when I was sitting in my car, because I grabbed some Subway, uh, and I was having uh, a Subway roll, sitting in my car, I looked to the car next to me, and as it was starting to rain down and storm, the car next to me had left their windows down about an inch either side, uh, because it was a warm day as well, they were probably just trying to let some air go into the car, um, and it started raining. So... I don't know how it turned out for that unlucky person who had their windows open. Um, But on that note, the subway I got was really good. I usually go for, this is my go-to sub. So, and let me know, if anybody else eats Subway out there, what is your go-to sub? Um, And I'll tell you what mine is, and if yours sounds like um, it's uh, interesting enough, I will consider giving it a try as well. Um, and maybe some of you guys want to try this one out. So, I get the uh, original fillet, or is it roast chicken fillet? It's the one that has the kind of battering on it and it's kind of roast, so the, I call it roasted chicken uh, fillet, and I get it on a foot-long honey oat bun. So, foot-long honey oat bun, uh, chicken fillet. I get lettuce, tomato, cucumber, olives, sometimes onions, depending on the day, and extra pickles. Then I add ranch sauce and Southwest sauce, which is, I think is called Chipotle, but Southwest. And then I add salt and pepper. That's my go-to sub, and I get it toasted. Oh, and I also have Old English cheese. You gotta get the orange cheese. Um, I've had the the wider cheese, I don't know what that's called, but I get the Old English, the orange one, it just adds that extra cheesiness to it. I get it toasted so the cheese is all melted and good, um, and that's my go-to. So, I don't have Subway all that often, um, but it's good. Like, it's the extra pickles. I'm a massive fan of pickles. I don't know why people don't like pickles. starting to rain again. Um, I don't know why people don't like pickles. The guy next to me who was ordering said, I want all salads except no olives and no pickles. And then I was like, I'll have these salads and olives and extra pickles. Um, Yeah, like pickles on a cheeseburger, uh, pickles on a sub, pickles out of the jar. um, Just pickles, pickled pickles. So good. so that's my go-to sub, and that's what I had for lunch. I didn't go the cookie, I didn't go the double cookie, I didn't go the soft drink upgrade. Um, I just had the sub itself, because I think the sauces on there um, is enough calories. So 
No need to get extra calories in, and I've also been trying to keep up my water intake a little bit more than usual today as well. Just finished an apple, so trying to make some conscious food decisions um, during the day. So, yeah, as I said, Friday has arrived, Friday afternoon. Um, I'm, I'm spent. I'm well and truly looking forward to the weekend ahead. Just cooking some dinner, chilling out with family. Um, you know, having some fun with the kids over the weekend and just relaxing, just enjoying the weekend ahead. And I hope the same is for everybody else here on the app too. Uh, I know some people probably aren't coming into Friday afternoon yet, you're probably kicking off your Friday morning. So, hope it's a good day ahead. <laughs>